Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rudd Dog, Bob, Connor. talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions. Where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. Well, everybody, we're heading into week five, and we are in last place in the NFC North. The Lions losing an absolute heartbreaker. 26-24 to ah. the Dallas Cowboys. Nah. There's no, almost no worse team to lose to unless it's any team in our division. Um. But I just want to get out a quick couple notes, and then we're going to get this conversation started. Carry on Johnson, getting nine carries. The Lions fans clamoring on conservative play calling. I'm going to take this one right to Bob. Your biggest defender is Jim Bob Cooter. And this is like the number one topic uh, on the Lions message boards. Is Jim Bob Cooter a big problem for this Detroit Lions team? Uh, well, no, I don't think Jim Bob Cooter's a big problem. But Coffee. there's a lot of problems with that game. I mean, uh, where do you begin with that disaster? I put it all on Patricia myself. Um, you're talking about an undisciplined team. The, the, uh, well, the Lions, they got 24 points on eight possessions. So they didn't have the ball all that much. So they got average three points of possession. That's not horrible. But, uh, but they did leave points on the field. And that's where the, uh, the Kerryon Johnson thing comes in. Um, I don't know if they utilized him quite the way they wanted to, but they did use him. Like, but um, what's the, the one time where they had the ball on the 13, first down, then Taylor Decker with the stupid penalty. Then they run Karrion yep. Johnson twice, incomplete then. Then they end up uh, booting the field goal. I mean, it's, it was a lot of discipline problems. And the Eli Harrell thing, which we'll get to on the defense later, was un, unconscionable. The, yeah, I just think we'll- it's all the detail. Yeah, we'll get to that later. How does the how do the rest of you feel, Connor, Rudd Dog, UJ? Well, let me just jump in there, Bob. I don't know what he's got on you, or he you, he saved your life at one time, or something like that. <laughs> that you defend him so vociferously week to week to week with his horrible play calling. I mean, why are we so conservative in the beginning? We let ourselves get back down, and only later, when we're down in the fourth quarter, does he unleash Stafford on the team. I mean, come on. He's our biggest weapon now, even with our new run game. We need to get Stafford, cut him loose early, and build up a lead quickly. I mean, we need to attack, attack, and be aggressive. We play this passive deep, this offense, establishing a run game, trying to eat up clock or whatever. We're not scoring enough points. We should be scoring tons of points. And a lot of that I blame on Cooter and his, his conservative play calling. And, and it's still very predictable. I'm going to jump in now. I would say I agree there, uh, UJ. The, the conservative play calling, it's, it's, we've seen this recurring theme with Cooter where 
we might go off for a little tiny stretch, but we just disappear for lengths of, of stretches of games where the offense becomes completely ineffective. Trying to hammer Garrett Blunt when we have this running back, the first running back we've had in five years to go for 100 yards, and he's not the prime feature of our offense outside of obviously Stafford and the receiving core. And that just it just blows my mind. It doesn't make any sense. But there I will jump away from Cooter a little bit because Patricia deserves some credit there. If you're the head coach, if I'm the head coach, and I'm sitting there and I'm like watching my offensive coordinator call plays and he's not playing carry-on, I'm going to get in his ear a little bit. Uh, that being said, there was just so many questionable things that they did, like calling a screenplay to – the first, I think it might have been like the first screenplay of the game to Riddick in off coverage at the end of the game or towards the end of the game. I don't know. Jim Bob Cooter, he just, he lacks that quality. He doesn't have the instincts. He doesn't have the knack for calling a play game. He might have a good playbook, but he doesn't know how to call it. All right. I'm just going to step in there for a moment. Then I want to get Connor's thoughts, but. Matt Stafford in this game, 24 of 30, 307 yards, two touchdowns, and a 131.5 rating. So he definitely did not have a bad game by any means in defense of Bob. Um, Carry on Johnson, yeah. nine carries for 55 yards. Laguerre yeah. Blunt, seven carries for 12 yards, 1.7 uh, carries. That's sad right there. Um, but it is consistent theme through the first four games for these two to be splitting carries. But, Connor, let's get your thoughts. Um, you know, initially after the game, I did feel like the offense was garbage, but taking on it more, the offense was bad, but, um, I think there are some other serious problems, but just touching on the offense, uh, briefly, I think it's hard to find a balance. You know, people are saying, oh, you know, we need carry on Johnson rush for a hundred yards again, but then people are saying, well, why don't we just unleash Stafford right at the beginning? Like, I think there's a balance there that hasn't quite been struck yet. But at the same time, Jim Bob has clearly observed through all his years as an offensive coordinator that they score the most points when they're taking chances, when they're taking risks, when they're a little more flexible in their play calling. And they're at their worst when they're their most conservative. Oh, yeah. Did we even throw one bomb in the game? Have you ever ever heave one downfield once? No, I don't think so. Not one time. I mean, the argument is that we threw to Golden Tate on two deep passes, but I don't most think of that was yak uh, yards after catch. Exactly. What? I mean, the last play, the, the probably the deepest throw he threw was for the touchdown that's made a score too soon at the end of the game. That's what I'd say. I mean, it wasn't the deepest throw, but he probably hit him, I don't know, but he hit him like 20 yards, 25 yards out. Still. Yeah, we rushed it when we should have yeah. not The best it. deep throw of the game yeah, was probably Kenny Galladay on the sidelines, yeah. who just continues to impress game after game. That's good. Yeah, I'd say why why not go to – you guys are worried about the Karrion Johnson in this game. I think uh, yeah. hitting yes, Galladay exactly. was. Are they four targets, four catches? No wouldn't mind just, seeing that. Just keep going at him. Just but we didn't try to take the top, the top speed off. Speed him to the air. Uncle Bob, did you just did you just go ahead and condemn Jim Bob Cooter yeah. and suggest he's the worst offense coordinator there is? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's holy cow! This no. just in. <laughs> no, but we. I think our our running game though. I thought when T.J. Lang went out, 
we lost a lot there. It seemed that, like that when he really went out, they, they stopped trying almost. When, when they were out. like, oh, well, he's out. We got to start doing something yeah. else. Well, they're trying because no, his not. replacement isn't as good as that. No, I, I, in the past, like in the 49ers game when Kenny Wiggins came in and there were some run plays, especially on a third and short where um, that's where you really miss a TJ Lang. I got a bad feeling he's going to be out for a few too. He, he looked he looked pretty bad getting. You up never know that. with those concussions. They're that's his sixth concussion. Yes. Oh my! <laughs> it's a little different situation, I believe, and he might be out for a while. Yeah. 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 Got his yeah. bell rung. Sending that's back how it out. was in the old days. Yes. Like, like God, I miss the old days. UJ always says, <laughs> "In the old days, you never had. We didn't have concussions. It was a lot better." Yeah, they weren't invented Maybe yet. Your belt just got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the good old days. So, Bob, I kind of made this comment to you last yeah. night in the text, or I made it to the group, I guess. Um, I I like the way that the Steelers run their defense. and Or run their offense, I mean. I'm sorry. Run their offense. Their defense? They make a lot of deep throws yeah. to their receivers. Offense. Granted, you came back and yeah. said they scored 14 points last night. But – my point is they make a lot of these deep throws and they take a lot of early risks. They're, they're very unpredictable. And that's the part of their offense. I wish we did more personally. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't mind taking some more risks, especially early in the game. Cause uh, I think the way the lines are set up with their talent, we should use the pass to establish, the run. you know, come out early, fling in the ball. Although we did get a 32 yard that, Bob. rip off right And if away, we're going to uh, establish the run, there's one man but, uh, you need to be trying to do that with, and it's not LeGarrette Blunt. No. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know. They're, they're just trying to work him in. I don't know. They have must have some theory behind it. But basically, they've had the same amount of carries. Think, I'm a little worried. Uh, Johnson has like two I'm a little worried. It's an ego thing. I, got, I know Patricia likes him a lot from the Patriots days when he worked with them. But, I mean, they're, they're treating him like he's an, uh, an every down back. I mean, I know that Carrion actually did get more carries. And LeGarrette, you know, he had seven to, to Carrion's nine, which – I mean, what then we had like two more after them. That's 17 rushes. Did I do math good there? I don't know. But it's not, yeah. not very many rushes to begin with. But yeah. you just see it when Blunt rushes the ball and the holes are there. You just know that when Karen has the ball, he can do so much more with those gaps or lack of gaps than Blunt can. You, he doesn't have that pep in his step, he doesn't have that okay. explosion. Hey, one, one thing you guys, uh, one thing you might like Cooter for, which I know this is hard for you to admit. Oh, I like that. But the, the yeah, that was a great play. Really yeah, used him in the, for that seventy-two. Yeah, he, <laughs> he has flashes. He can get creative once little, in a while. Little wrinkle. Little <laughs> wrinkle. My knock on Jim Bob is not that he, he <laughs> anyway. can't call a good play here and there. It's his, it's his overall thing. He he calls some good stretches. He calls some good plays here and there. But his problem is he doesn't set himself up well he doesn't he doesn't know when to call the right plays most of the time he can it's almost like he's he's playing on this standard type of run run pass that you were always taught and then when we get four then the run stops working and he just starts kind of losing any sense of what to do that screen pass i'm going to point to again to riddick late in the game i don't recall a single screen pass before that 
and then they wait till the everyone's playing off coverage and the whole field's in front of them, and then they throw a screen to Riddick. I, it's he just doesn't have the instincts. I that's my argument. I don't think that he's a bad. I don't think he's designed a bad playbook because you see it so many times where we get some really nice plays. I, I would say he was better. Well, better than Lombardi, whatever that means. But he's yeah. His, come on, Bob. Yeah, that's a little. Come on, Bob. What are you, you're letting him ramble on about against your guy. <laughs> I'm not what? Peter's father. I mean, uh, <laughs> this I, is I, news. I he's a good coordinator. <laughs> Bob is not the father. <laughs> no, but <laughs> Bob, you are. I think. <laughs> I think the the worst part of the Lions' offense right now is their. I agree. With so horrible. Horrible. No. I don't <laughs> just talk up. Yeah, it seems like their seems like their drives are going so well, and then they get to the twenty five, and they just stall. Yeah, this sounds like a recurring theme from last year on the offense, mm. which is a which is kind of troublesome. But yeah. going into that, I think there's a bigger issue here, and it's not the offense, and it is the Detroit Lions' yes. defense. Their no run doubt. defense is by a wide margin. <laughs> oh in, yeah. Um, the worst in the league. Wait, hold on. Let me just get the numbers really quick, and then I'll let you speak. They're giving up 157 yards a game. It is the worst in the league. 16 yes. yards worse per game than the Arizona Cardinals. Rushing. And keep in mind that the Bears and Philadelphia Eagles are giving up 64 yards a game. So the Lions are giving up about 100 yards more per game than the Bears and the Eagles, who are the best oh. in the league. Wow. Wow. And that's, I would argue that, I mean, you can't totally forgive the defensive coordinator there, but this was my feeling going into the season that it was a personnel issue. The way they addressed the front seven was not sufficient to make up for the losses they they had from last year. And then, I mean, Ezekiel Ansah, they flipped a coin, they took him, and they risked the chance that he's going to be an injury, injury prone and, Voila! We're the Lions. He's injury prone, so I mean, I, I think I, I think that's a personnel issue, personally. Well, also getting back to how it's all symptomatic of everything, I think the offense needs to control the clock for the Lions, control the tempo, and score for this defense to be anything successful. We Dallas controlled the clock completely. The defense was on the field the whole time, and they were awful. I mean, we need to score more. Our, we need to rely on our offense until our defense catches up, and they're really far behind right now. I just want to build – oh, sorry, go, go on, Bob. Yeah, I've, I, I was just going to say, my, my big problem in that game, I, personally, I thought the defense no was a disaster. They had one job to do, right. stop, stop Ezekiel Elliott, which you're, you're not going to do that completely, obviously. Because he's a great player. No, but they didn't right. slow him down. Yeah, he had the record right back. day for himself with the most yards. He had 88 yards, 88 yards receiving plus his rushing yards. And that, there's one quote here from Zach Martin on the Cowboys. He talks about their defense. He said they have a good defense, but they play the same thing. They don't give you a lot of different blitzes or looks. We pretty much knew what they were going to wow. Uh, wow. line up. That sounds like uh, them predicting our offense too. And, uh, we're totally yeah. predictable now, defense and offense. Uh, yeah, that's, so. that's not good. <laughs> No, this, this is very concerning. And I, I want to point out someone else that was really concerning for me in this game. Um, we'll get to the big 
the end play after this point that I'm going to make, but um, Nevin Lawson continues to be a big problem on this team as well. Um, you can see the difference in a good cornerback and a bad cornerback in this game. Every time Darius Slay was thrown at, you can see him use his hands and get the ball out of the receiver's um, arms. He, yeah. uses his, he, he has very good sound technique. So why is it every time that the receiver gets their hand on the ball and drops yeah. it and Darius Slay is guarding them, but every time Nevin Lawson has good coverage, they end up catching the ball? That's I the will. difference between a good and a bad cornerback in this league. I and unfortunately, wanna... I think Nevin Lawson is a bad quarterback, and this is still a big problem on this Lions defense because these are really bad Cowboys receivers. I'm going to go ahead and disagree slightly with you there, Zach. Z, big Z. Uh, I, I agree there's a difference, but Slay is not just a good cornerback. He's an elite cornerback. And I, would, I, don't, I don't know where exactly Nevin Lawson ranks. But, yeah, he's a liability at times, and he gives up some plays. But he's not exactly just getting, you know, whooped. There's some good throws being made a lot of times he gets beat. And he's a player. He's a hard-nosed player. I mean, I don't see well, a lot of It sounds like you're making combos. an excuse for him. I don't oh, they're making good throws. This is no. a league of professionals. You have to guard he, good throws. No, I'm not denying. He's a liability right. at times. But Nevin Lawson – He's well, most of the time, as much as he's good for giving up one, he comes back yeah. and finds to make a play. I, it's hard to make a, a con. You're not going to ever see two cal- two players of Darius Slay's caliber on the field at the same time. So, yeah, Rud Dog, I agree with you. Uh, and the list of yeah, problems, exactly. I, I think he's kind of low down the list. I mean, our, our past defense has been pretty good up to Zach, I can't this, even believe you're not even mentioning that Jamal Agnew game. got schooled I mean, in this oh, game he was badly. Left. Oh, yes, he is also – Badly. That's a bad cornerback. He no, was – Austin's a notch above that yeah. somewhere. He was awful in this game, Agnew. He was trash. He got – he gave up a yeah. tight end, beat him out on the route. There was – I mean, yeah. So, I disagree there, Big Z, but, you know, he's a liability right. sometimes. So – um, just going back to the coaching aspect of this, I guess. Um, everybody knows, I mean, from the casual fan to the, the hard-nosed fan, they know Gerard Davis is bad in coverage. I yes. I am kind of concerned that the Lions couldn't adjust and that the Cowboys were able to exploit Ezekiel Elliott on Gerard Davis at the end of that game there, which ended up costing us the game. It did. Oh, yeah. I I don't – that's totally on the defense. Like, that's the worst matchup. Even if they have to blow a timeout there, if you see that happening, right. you're not ready for it. Call the timeout because because he he can't do that pass coverage. I mean, he's just what for whatever reason he. Ne- I don't think we close, had any timeouts at that point. Stop right. it. Uh, I also I also don't think. Oh, that is that right? But I don't there's know, another but... linebacker on our team personally that could have covered Zeke Elliott out of the backfield on a wheel route like that. I mean, well, that's that what Bob's saying. It was a mismatch that we didn't catch. In the I, oh, I, I agree. I agree it's a mismatch. But I'm saying, like, exactly, though. If we didn't have the timeout, and Jared Davis is probably our fastest linebacker, if he can't cover him on a vertical route, then I don't think really anyone else is going to in the linebacking core. It was just a good play call. That's that's my feeling, and definitely Jared Davis. That's not to excuse Jared Davis. Yeah, well, that's you're wrong. Excuse it. That's not to excuse his his liability and coverage, but I mean, I just don't know who else is going to stop that play in our linebacking core. Did Jared Davis save your life or something? Yeah. Oh my god. 
Yeah, it's just Cooter, Cooter <laughs> pulled me out of the water, and uh, Davis pulled him out. I, I, have, can I introduce you to my Lord and Savior, yeah. Jared Davis? Oh, boy. Yeah, but, but the linebacker play was a disaster. The worst play of the day. Yes. Oh, my God. There's that's no the excuse for that. That's over the line. Yep. Oh, that was so bad. No excuse. I mean, that no is excuse. one of the most simple things to do in all of football. Not that was line horrible. Up, uh, yeah. Five yards offsides. That's an exaggeration, but only slightly. Probably the most basic thing in football. <laughs> I mean. Certainly one of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. The, the Cowboys were behind him. He was so far over the line. Hey, but let's drink the blue Kool-Aid for a second. I yeah, thank God. I need some positives more. on the defensive side of the ball here. We need cornbread, <laughs> yeah. too, this time, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, I just want to bring up Deshaun Hand and Nashawn Robinson because they're proving to be very good up the middle when they're in the game. Yeah. Deshaun Hand against the pass is actually the ninth best ranked defensive tackle on Pro Football Focus wow. behind uh, some guy named Adamican Sue. It's pretty amazing. And then Ashawn Robinson in this game had nine, um, nine tackles. Wow. That's pretty amazing. That's just... he, he's still doing something on the field as well. Yeah. I think they could use one more guy that could maybe be more of a true nose tackle, but those guys are uh, looking pretty good. It might even be that the linebackers aren't filling in behind them, but, yeah, I'm excited about their And, and look at hand made up. Hand made a potential game-winning play at the end there. Yes. Terrific play. Yeah. Yeah. That bounced that was a different way. It could have ended the game. But... I, 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 was, I jumped out of my chair when that happened. I went, whoa! <laughs> and then, oh, my God. <laughs> the hand jokes will not get old, especially if he keeps yeah. making plays like that with his hands. Literally. Yes. <laughs> we'll be more than happy to throw What else would make Absolutely. <laughs> Got to hand it to him. You made a great play. <laughs> um, Kennard had another sack in this game and had sack, as mentioned. And Aquara also had a sack in this game as well. Mm-hmm. So the defense is still getting to the quarterback, and there are still some good coverage sacks. But there are still, like we said, some issues on the defense side of the ball. Well, and it's the run game. Yes, the run game is clearly the number it one It opens issue. everything else up. What do you, what is the what is the best option to fix the yeah. problem? Personnel, it, that's the hardest thing. Linebackers need to fill their gaps better. They need to know their cues and everything. It's just how many how many times did it look, look like yeah. when Ezekiel Elliott got the ball? It was literally there was a body on every defender. That's unacceptable. That's really linebackers because of course there's going to be a body on your D tackles unless they make a great play. You can't have bodies on all your de- your your secondary players, your linebackers, and beyond. They have to be able to slip block. They have to avoid blocks, and our linebackers are failing to do so. I just want to point out that we could have had T.J. Watt. So, anyway, <laughs> you always love pointing that one out. Well, well that that would have stopped yeah. the run, but I campaigned uh, hard for him, and we didn't get him. I'm still no. mad about that. And you know Probably who was so him. good in this game actually was uh. <laughs> A yeah. guy we all liked a lot was Lane Vanderash. Yeah, I love that kid. He was all over the field in this game, especially taking he over. Him so much marry him. He's a big dude. He's like 6'5", 260 or 255 or something. He, oh, yeah. He can cover the whole field. He's a pretty amazing player. He's only yeah, a rookie, we, so. But we took Frank Ragnow. Yeah. Oh, Which one? Uh, Ragnow's been good. Ragnow's been good. Yeah, I like definitely good. 
No, and especially with injury delaying, uh, Ragnar's proven to be more uh, important as well. Hey, guys, one thing on the run game. I think if we get a healthy yeah. Ziggy back, that's a big that's that's a big, big if, if to help that us stop big that. Because he's, he's pretty good at stopping I that. think if you – Oh, yeah, it is. It is. No, but, I was going to say, I think if you can put him and Okwara – Because I think it's Okwara. He's, he looks like he's – Doing a real good job out there for a lot of the part. I don't. He can't do what Ziggy does quite, but I think he's a major upgrade over Zettel in the run game. Um, and if you could have him and Ziggy playing the that classic three technique or edge guys, we, we could really see a jump in the run defense. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, we get to see it. Yes, I, mean, I just want to bring that up again. The yes. Lions had eight. Penalties in this game for 58 yards, and a lot of them are killers. Um, like three holding calls in the same drive. Yes. Yeah, no, everyone's talking about Caldwell and how he has no discipline with his players, but the same things are happening with the Lions now. I just don't get it. Yeah, none of us do. I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah, we had we had seven penalties before the. The Dallas had one. Including one of the freakiest penalties I think I've ever seen. Uh, a late era, unnecessary roughness on the passer, a late hit on the on the passer when the whistle hadn't even blown yet. Apparently, defenders are yeah, supposed that was to know bizarre. when not to hit the quarterback before the whistle's blown, according to Dan Blandino. What a re- Yeah, yes. but he – he could have thrown yeah, it ball right there. Obviously done. And it would have been a completion. And this damn Blandino you know, like... guy, I, he might be right. And if he's right, then this rule is extremely flawed. He's talk, he says the onus is on the defender to know when to pull off there. But there was it wasn't obvious that uh, Dak Prescott was down. Especially if the whistle hasn't been blown. Because it's not hard to imagine him having not yeah. been down and like rolled off his hand and then getting up and throwing a touchdown there. And yet – he hits him and knocks him down. <laughs> that, just, that just blew my mind. That blew my freaking mind. Yeah. I thought that was excellent. That was a heads-up play to Just because Prescott pulls up. and I mean, there's no way to know that he wasn't trying to make a play. So, that was outrageous. Yeah, did you see that? That's like in that, that college game last week where the guy, like, faked the – That was, that was awesome. Signal, he just <laughs> like it was right. a and then, and then he, ran. he caught, the, caught the ball, bounced up and down a couple times, like that was great. Yeah. And then just yeah. took off. It was, so it, that was hilarious. So was that not like a sign of just the direction of the NFL right now? It used to be always you got to play till the whistle, play till the whistle. Now it's like you got to play till the other guy thinks he might not want to try to go downfield anymore. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's bizarre. Um, but that's a but ultimately the line still had a holding call on that play, so the Cowboys would have gotten a first down regardless. That's true. 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 It, it was inconsequential, but it was freaky that nonetheless. Oh, very freaky, and I, I totally just like I agree with you in the fact that it's ridiculous that they the whistle wasn't blown, and then he gets called for a personal foul. <laughs> Unbelievable. Indeed. Um. Well, now that we brought that up, I just want to. Um, we were talking about Curry and Johnson earlier, and you guys want to know Matt Patricia's feelings. Well, guess what, you guys? Matt Patricia has volunteered yet again to come oh. and join the podcast. Very All quickly. right. All right. Thanks, Coach. That's Thanks, so Coach. Generous. All right. Thanks, so, Coach. Uh, Matt, um, you're on the line. Oh. Hey, hey, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. 
Hey, Matt. Hey, everybody. What's up, Coach? Hey, what's up, what's up Coach? Um, I, I can only ask him one question. This is his conditions. Um, he will not respond. He'll hang up right after he's done answering. So I hope I get a good one. And what is this, Supreme Court hearings? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, uh, Coach Patricia, how do you feel about the carry-on Johnson usage in this game? I think we had a lot of really good running backs. and I think we tried to use them appropriately. I think carry-on played a significant amount of the game. He played 20 snaps at 55 yards. That's a good amount. Plus, we had two other running backs. Plus, we had a couple two-minute drives in there with some other personnel packages and things like that. So there are quite a few reps in there for carry-on. We do a lot of studies on these uh, full seasons where guys are at the end of the season, especially running backs. So we had to trust um, what we're doing, and you got to look at the big picture here. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, Coach. Jeez, that was a pretty yeah. lame answer. <laughs> I don't like thanks, it. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, I mean, I'm acceptable. Do you guys agree with Coach you. Patricia? No. <laughs> yeah. Come in. back. We have more oh, questions. Man. He always leaves right away, but and he, he stays in the office 21 hours, so it's nice of him to give us 15 seconds. Well, contractually, he doesn't have to stay in the line. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. Zach, you, you got to stump him. Up, so, you know, you, I agree. You, you let that, him off. That answer, that answer was so meta. Like, he's referring to this, like, grand, large 16-game season – what what happened to the game in front of you? He just said that, oh, you know. That's a good point. Week, we made all these studies. Well, I made a study. We had one running back in the last five years to run for 100 yards, and that guy went off last week for that yard, and that guy's carry on Johnson, and we don't feed him the rock. Ezekiel Elliott got fed the rock 25 times, had the yeah. same yards for average carry, and had 159 yards. We don't know what would have happened if you gave Carry on the Carry on Johnson the ball another what would it be seventeen times? I have a feeling good things would have happened. <clears throat> or or yeah, Tim would have only had fifty yards maybe. receiving. Just <laughs> take, <laughs> take the take the seven away from <laughs> no. one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah, I, I'm with you, though. I mean, he need more carries. I don't know if we needed run ball more so much. Exactly. Just give, uh, more and I know we're, we're going a little circular here, but long. the but. formations, too. When do we see carry on and Riddick in the field at the same time? Yes. Never. Never. No, yeah, you're right. When, when Riddick's out there, you know they're going to pass. When Blunt's Except out once. there, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's again, to the predictability. Carry on should be out there. And sometimes mix them up with Riddick. Those those guys backfield. I'm telling you, be a dangerous weapon. But and you want to know if they're going to run or pass? I know. I like Riddick as much as the next guy, but he got the most carries of all, or not most carries. Sorry, the most snaps of all the running backs. And some of that was, you know, they gave him a run or two in there and. I just – I don't get it. You see who the hot hand is right now. You see who the most talented running back is as a runner. Keep him on the field. Yes. Okay. Okay. We're going around in yes. circles, boys. Yep. <laughs> back to carry on. And then Look who, game ball to Golden State, though. Stud. How about that? He's having a He's, he's in a contract here. He wants to get that money. Pay him. He's so good. Pay him. Yeah, that route when he, that one first touchdown when the guy had him like he had him on the sideline, but he does that little move to the inside just enough to 
open up a two-yard space along the sideline. It's just incredible. Dude is so good. He's unreal. Yeah, but apparently Patricia didn't like his showboating. Yeah, but he was showboating on the way into the end zone. (laughs) Let's not forget that part. Someone someone made a point. They're like, they said, Golden Tate says an ass, but he's our ass. (laughs) And I agree. (laughs) He's our ass. I love it. Me too. You get a touchdown, you can do what you want. I agree with you, Bob. Game ball, definitely tater. Oh, easy. For sure. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and again, yeah. the San Francisco game, too, he showed up um, when we needed him most. He also yep. had a really, really nice catch that Dallas lost the challenge on. That he got up and made, like, the, the ball's not sticking it's sticking to my hands type gesture. And it's oh, got to be that, true. The that was he, awesome. Um, he, he couldn't get he the ball out of his ball. hands. Do you see that? <laughs> they wouldn't show it on the replay, oh, yeah. though. I kept wanting to see it. He probably shouldn't signal to the refs that he's using stick them on his gloves. That's probably a risky move, but, you know. Um, Yes, but Golden Cake continues to show up. It's a contract year, and it's hard to argue that we shouldn't pay him, especially after not extending uh, Ebron or anything like that to use some of that money on a guy like Tate. Um, Zach, do you have the stats on him uh, as far as Yak for the year? Is he leading the league? um, I do not have those stats currently with me. That would require a deeper dive, unfortunately. In this game, though, 132 yards and two touchdowns. Amazing. Um, He got targeted eight times and made all eight catches, which is also impressive as well. Yeah, very good. Yeah, that's awesome. He is third in the league right now in target-to-catch ratio. I think he's bred about um, 70% around, which is really good. That's pretty good. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Um, So now we're going to move on. I just want to get to the divisional roundup a little bit. Divisional recap. So the Vikings lose 38-31 to the Rams on Thursday Night Football. Thank you, Rams. Um, The Vikings, the preseason favorite, uh, have the same amount of wins as we do at the moment. Um, One, two, and one. The Chicago Bears. We made fun of Mitch Trubisky last week. He throws six touchdowns and a forty-eight to ten drubbing of the Bucks. Jeez. Yeah, it is. Crazy. I don't even have to say about that. The Bears, the Bears, two years ago were the worst team in the league, practically, and now look at this. They're early on, anyway, looking dominant. I mean, their defense is just ridiculous. And then, I mean, should have gone <laughs> to Khalil Mack. And then yeah. their their running game's fantastic. And then Trubisky throws six touchdowns. Come on. What the hell's going on here? Can we have their offensive This is against the Bucks defense that has given up 37 points a game. So, keep that in mind when we were talking about the Bears' offense. Yeah. But, I mean, they, bad teams don't blow out NFL, other NFL teams by 38 points. I'm just saying that. Yeah. 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 Wait till they face the silver. Well, you know, they say, they say good teams find a way to win and bad teams find a way to lose. And that seems to be where we're at right now. Hey, it is. Hey, UJ. Hey, it's a long season. UJ, take us to the blue Kool-Aid. Hey, have, yeah, drink the Kool-Aid. Are... Yes. Wait, oh, the, yeah, hold get, on. Get, get him the Kool-Aid. Of oh, oh, teams that you. are – Oh, man, yeah, you're just you not go. yourself sometimes. How does it you know? feel? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Snickers. Yeah, yeah, like, with, except with blue Kool-Aid. you when you're hungry. That's right. <laughs> Guys, teams with a one and three start, 15%. So there is a chance. Well, that number's about to be 16. You're saying we got a chance. 
Yeah, we also haven't played any <laughs> divisional games yet. It works 50. So we have to keep that in mind as well. So oh, is that your, your lead-in? Oh, okay. Yeah, big one coming up this week, and the last part of the divisional roundup is the Packers beating the Bills 22 to nothing. Um, the Bills are an awful team, so it's hard to gauge how good the Packers are currently um, winning by 22 points over the Buffalo Bills, especially at home. So, guys, we're going to start a new segment. This is brand new, and it's called Entering the Lion's Den. You are now entering the lion's den. And entering the lion's den is the lifelong fan of the opposing team we're playing. And this week, it is the team we absolutely love to hate, the Green Bay Packers. And joining us today is John Weber, a lifelong Packers fan. So, John, uh, how's it going? Good. I'm glad to be here. So... How are you feeling about the Packers this week? And kind of just give us your thoughts on how this game is going to go, Packers versus Lions in Detroit. Um, I'm feeling good, as always, against the Lions. Um, I can oh. see this game getting off to a very hot start, like it always does. Us getting up early <laughs> and then blowing the lead later in the game. Um, <laughs> but I think we hold on for the win. All right. Well, we're going to stop you there because none of us believe that. Um, <laughs> no. That we, uh, to put it mildly. No, I, I, I know we have a long winning streak. That's true. Longest Packers in right about now. thirty That's years. Fine. But so. <laughs> yeah, the Packers twice last year. So, granted, but, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. <laughs> no Rodgers. You know, and he's Rogers, looking healthy yeah. finally. Well, I don't know we'll if I don't know if they'll have a leg to stand on after this game, personally. Oh, <laughs> oh. good one! Yeah, you say that? I mean, the way our line looks, I'm not quite sure, but uh, he he generally gets it out faster with the line shaky as it is. Yeah. So, what is up with the Packers' uh, offensive line? Old, bad. Hey, times are holding penalties. Yeah. Did you know TJ Lang was this injury prone when he was with you guys? I don't think he was this injury prone <laughs> with us. <laughs> yeah. That figures. Yeah. Just when he yeah, gets to the lines. Right. Um, <laughs> so Devontae Adams and Geronimo Ellison had 25 of the 40 targets again for the Packers in the Bills game. Um, Aaron Rodgers threw for 298 yards. Um, how are you going to feel about Aaron Rodgers throwing two interceptions against the Lions this week, John? I think he probably has, like, maybe four games in his career with two interceptions, so I would be very surprised if it happened. Did you know they've all been against the Lions? That is definitely not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I read that somewhere. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure it's about to happen. Um. John, could you tell me for a moment about yeah. this K Fackrell? He had three. Kyler Fackrell. Kyler, what's his name? Kyler Fackrell. Kyler Fackrell. Yeah, where is this guy? Uh, Watch your mouth. <laughs> I think this he's guy like, three sacks last week against the Bills. Yeah, he he comes in every once in a while and plays well for us. Um, he's out of Utah State, so not a big Power Five guy, but. Um, he he makes plays every once in a while. 
Um, how long has he been with the Packers for? Uh, I think this is his third year, maybe. So is he? He's all. I also notice he's the prototypical white Green Bay linebacker. Is he the oh, new yeah. Clay Matthews going forward? Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we don't really have anyone else that can be. So I think at this point, it's looking like it. <laughs> um, what? Well, uh, does anybody else have any opinions about the the Green Bay package you'd like to share, John? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> Your team sucks and you suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm sorry, sorry you're a Packers really fan. That's yes. sorry, we're we're you. a lot of substantial nah. arguments to make. Sorry. God. <laughs> we're not make this week it might not even be Rodgers that breaks your heart. It could be Aaron Jones. Oh no! Oh well, no. actually, the way the Lions' run defense is playing, maybe no, but it, no. it changes. It changes. Not not at not at home. No. Not hey. in Detroit. Hey, no, but I, this, is a, this Lions, is the Lions break the Lions' hearts, okay, and the refs. Hey, but, <laughs> hey, so. but this the Packers got a problem. This is a rebound game. Yeah. Us coming off a bad game, we are like really good sometimes, <laughs> and I yeah, think this is going to be one of those times. <laughs> I mean, I Dang think it. Stafford will make his comeback in the fourth after you're down 25 points, and it, you'll score like 23. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of these young Lions players don't even remember losing to the Packers. Yeah, my true. niece, my niece <laughs> was born two and a half years ago. She barely ever remembers. She doesn't see like any Lions losses for the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Aaron Jones, he averaged uh, six yards a carry last week. So, uh, he, he's only been back for a couple of weeks, right? Wasn't he suspended early on? Yeah, he was suspended the first two games, but he's been back the last two and has averaged over six and he averaged seven the first week, too. So, yeah. Hey, when you're watching with your cheese head friends. Just remember he's the name. He's Teddy a yeah. He's St. Rita product. He's going to break your heart. And he's even better this year. But we got, we got the, our uh, new two rookie corners. So Yeah, I was going to ask you. How, how I'm really confused, guys. So how do we react to a compliment? You suck. I don't know. <laughs> Safeties. But. Uh, John, how have those two rookie cornerbacks look this year? Uh-oh. John, are you there? Did we lose him? <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> no! God. That's all right. That's what happens when you enter the Lions. Got then. too hot in the Lions. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! You scare him off the podcast. Well, we want to... Uh, He's couldn't hang Yeah. We want to thank John um, for coming on. It was very uh, kind of him to come on, even if he is a uh, Packers fan. Thanks, John. And we'll... Thanks, John. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Good luck finding your dad. <laughs> uh, so, John, the first one to enter the Lions then and the quickest one to leave. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, does you anybody have additional record. thoughts going into this game? Lions are going to win by a million. Um, we'll, we'll get to our predictions last, so we'll return Oops. to this game looking forward. But I want to get to um, um, Jack, uh, Rudd Dog. I want to get to your one thing for Patricia this week. This is something I've been trying to work in the first couple of weeks, but I, I don't know if I explained it right. But 
we've been basically making our keys to the game. But Matt Patricia, when he was with the Patriots, he mentioned that there was this thing that they did. It wasn't like a keys to the game. It was one thing the team could focus on that it, every facet of the game, no matter what part of the game you're on, you play a role in making this happen. And if you achieve this goal, you win the game. Whether that's stopping a tight end, whether it's stopping a running back, whatever it is, the one thing you need to do, and everyone buys in, it, it, it sends – it gives a common goal within the goal of winning the game. So I'm going to give my one thing. I'm going to call it Matt Patricia's one thing going forward. That's my segment, Matt Patricia's one thing. This week, my Matt Patricia's one thing – it's going to be a lot like the one thing I believe that happened during the Patriots game. It's going to be keeping that hand, the ball out of the hands of number 12. You've got to keep the ball out of the hands of Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's going to be able to pitch in. It's going to be on the offense to sustain drives, score points. It's going to be on the defense to try to get turnovers. All right. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I mean, how do you guys think we stop Aaron Rodgers this week? Is it more blitz packages? Is it uh, going man-to-man a lot more and lowering the box? <clears throat> I think we need to uh, control the run <clears throat> better. I, I don't, Aaron Rodgers is the best against the blitz there is. I mean, you just start blitzing him. And, uh, I mean, we're going to have, he finds we're gonna have to at some point. We're going to have to blitz the guy. But, oh, man, it's tough. It's, uh, it's a tough number to stop him. Yeah, I mean, he. Yep, go. Yeah, I just, I. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just saying that we, uh, I think we need to just play sound fundamental defense, which we haven't been doing. We've been kind of like drifting around. If everyone uh, does their assignments, they'll keep us in the game. Then yeah. the offense can do their thing. I'll say that it's going to be, I think one big thing will be they'll need to really have a, a really nice package of coverages where they constantly have a mixture of man and zone schemes to really try to make it as confusing as possible to give our pass rush time to get home to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, in the end, you got to get there too. Aaron, uh, I think Jared Davis could play a nice role in that if he can close on some sacks with his speed or shut down the edge a little bit. And that's one thing, despite all his flaws, Jared Davis gets out to the edges so fast. He closes plays down off the edge ridiculously fast. So I think he could be a big factor in spying out Aaron Rodgers yeah. when he breaks his breaks uh, the pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Our D-line has got to get some sort of pressure um, interiorly. Aaron Rodgers has not looked the same with his knee. He's still getting given around. He has been able to run in the games that I uh, watched him play recently, but he's still not the same guy outside the pocket. So if we can force them to move outside the pocket, I think his throws have been a little um, more risky than they have been in the past. But he's still a danger regardless. But make him uncomfortable in the pocket. That's always the number one thing, with whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's Aaron Rodgers. But first of all, we have to shut down the run game because it, it's the worst in the league by far. We've already talked about it at length. Um, it's not a mystery. Stop the run game first. Make this up. Kick. Go. And, and I know you're talking about getting the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, yeah. but I, at this point, Can't I'd rather give him the see play show against us 60 times than see a team run against us 60 times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Packers oh, look beatable. Yeah. All, I, all Matt Stafford has to do is get sacked really good by Clay Matthews and get 15 yards. It's easy. <laughs> easy formula. 
<laughs> that's very true. That's very yeah. true. Well, um, we're all ready for next week's game, and now it's time for our last segment: prediction. Predictions. <laughs> hold on. Old age is a bitch, isn't it? I gotta drink a little more Kool Aid here. Oh man, that's good. All right, now I see it happening. Now, uh, yeah, uh, Cooter's gonna wake up, in the, and they're gonna let Stafford go nuts in the first half, and then that's gonna open up the run game for Kerryon Johnson. So I say in the first half we're gonna have like a twenty-four to seven lead, and I think we'll, we're they, Packers might score a couple at the end in desperation, but I think we're gonna win like uh, thirty-five to twenty-seven. Oh my god! Yeah. All right, that, big big scoring game. That's what I think. Wow, Rub Dog. All right. Okay. Well, you know, this offense I've been calling some kind of pretty high scores lately because I keep thinking they're going to go up. But what I do think will happen is that this time, it, as much as I'd like to see UJ's vision of setting up the run with the pass. I don't think that's going to happen, but I do think they're going to maybe wake up to the idea that Carryon Johnson needs to get his touches. So I think that we're going to score about 24 points to about 21 points from Green Bay. I'm going to say 24-21 Lions in a victory. Uh, Carryon's going to get his get his meat. He's going to get fed the, the rock, and uh, we're going to roll with it. Okay, Bob. All right. All right. Well, wait. Let me get my Kool-Aid. Hang on. Mm. It goes down nice. All right. Yeah. Oh, now it's coming clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I picture Cooters, you know, in his tower right now with all the books, the dusty tomes around him, <laughs> hunched over, you know. Working on these plays, he, it's like Gandalf. He's a meister in Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, they're gonna stand up in the defense of Jared Davis and go, "Thou you shall not pass." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so Cooter's working on a brilliant game plan for this week, and it's all gonna come together. Um, Stafford's gonna have, uh, I don't know, he's gonna throw for wow. four hundred some yards. I think uh, Carrion. We'll break a long run this week, and he'll get over 100 yards. I see it 31-14. The defense is going to clean things up. If they have any pride after last week's performance, the defense is going to be pissed. I like it. And they're going to play strong. I like 31-14. it. 31-14. 31-14. All right. A big uh, – You made a good bet. Big there, win buddy. for the Lions in your projection. The Lions have yet to eclipse 30 points this season in any <laughs> game. But the fact that we keep predicting these high scores – just tells you how much talent is on this team and what the expectations are for a team with this much talent. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we eat loads of cornbread. I got that. Uh, yeah, so I'm drinking the Kool-Aid as well. I'm also going to predict 30 points scored. Um, I'm going to go 30. 31 sounds about right for this game. So I'm going to go 31-27 Lions. I think the Packers do get theirs a little bit. They're not going to fix all their problems in one week. But it'll be a steady improvement and a big win that we desperately need against a division opponent if we want to stay in any sort of playoff race whatsoever. 
this game they have to have. So we are all predicting a Lions victory. I want to shock to nobody that has listened to this podcast so far. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. we had to total up last week's predictions. I, I don't but remember. Does anybody uh, notice our <laughs> predictions that pretty match the Lions record? Anybody <laughs> yes, exactly. notice that? Is that a coincidence? Wild... I don't know. That might, very be the most... yeah. that might be the most wild statistic in NFL today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, as always, for tuning in to Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast. And as always, go Lions. Go Lions! Down the field, a target team that will not yield. And when the blue silver waves, and enter the break, with the game. With our you will keep your friend. No, I'm A lion's victory. Go, lions. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.